Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Miami Monday. You know what we do to get you through the toughest day of the week. Taylor of the show, just a little extra Miami, a little extra 305 on a Monday. So on the way, going to be hearing from a local artist from right here in the Miami area. Plus, the Joe Rose Show, going to be talking to Super Agent Drew Rosenhouse. He's going to give us an interesting perspective on sports. The Dan Lebetard Show's Weekend Observations and Hawk and Crowder, Daniel Berger. And as always, you can hashtag Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Let me know what makes you so Miami. And if I like it. I may just read it out on the air. It is time now, though, to read out those headlines. Several NBA players, including Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard, say they're hesitant to return to play, while the Heat's Bam Adebayo is part of a group of players seeking extra health insurance for the season restart July 31st in Orlando. The Dolphins have fired coaches Steve Ferentz and Colby Smith. Ferentz is the son of Iowa coach Kirk Ferentz, while Smith is a former NFL running back. Northwestern star Romello Brinson has committed to the U. The receiver was also considering Alabama, Auburn, and Clemson. South Florida native Lamar Jackson hurt himself this weekend while playing football on the beach and running into a parked jet ski. The injuries are said to be minor. The Canes football team have entered phase one with a return to campus and voluntary workouts. Week one is September 5th against Temple at Hard Rock Stadium. Kevin Durant has purchased 5% of the MLS franchise, the Philadelphia Union. The MLS is back tournament opens July 8th with Inter-Miami taking on Orlando City SC. And now, let's do it. Let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A man who recently completed a 75-day silent retreat returned to social media with a tweet asking, Did I miss anything? (sighs) Just another sign that life is slowly returning back to normal. Florida man recently got into a fistfight with an alligator in order to save his dog. You go get him, Florida man. In an attempt to attract residents, a self-proclaimed COVID-free village in Italy is selling houses for one dollar. A dollar? I'll take four. A Colorado family recently found a message in a bottle washed up on the shores of a lake. The message? Send more beer. Poland says they accidentally invaded the Czech Republic in what was a minor misunderstanding. Yeah, could have caused World War III, so minor misunderstanding sounds about right. A woman in Spain is making 75,000 euros a month selling her dirty underwear online. Hmm, my hot mess of the day. 
Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, rainy with temperatures in the high 70s. Woke up this morning, still feeling it from the weekend? No worries. Joe Rose Show. It gets you up. It gets you going. It gets you right. They were talking with Super Agent Drew Rosenhaus about, will football actually happen this year? Players' concerns with COVID-19. Maybe no preseason this season. Emergency QB. And will Cap come back? Late next month, is it doable still with everything going on to get the NFL players in for camp? Can it be done? Will it be done? Uh, absolutely, Joe. Guys, I, I really think that uh, it's, it's not going to be without hiccup. But I have a lot of faith at the end of July, the NFL teams will be able to start training camp. I think it's going to be very important that the, the clubs are aggressive with their health protocols. Certainly, there's going to have to be frequent testing. There's no question that uh, anybody that tests positive uh, will have to be quarantined uh, until they're cleared. I think it's obvious that teams are going to have to account for, for several players testing positive and have a plan in place for that. I think it's important that uh, when you look at these protocols, that the teams ask the guys to, um, to wear their, their masks their facial masks whenever possible. I think it's going to be important that they use social distancing. They have as many uh, meetings and such in spacious areas. Um, I mean, really, what, what we're going through in day-to-day life right now, I think it's super important. Of course, you know, there's going to be when a very uh, slow acclimation period. You can't just treat this as a normal training camp and throw guys out there and expect them to practice. Like you used to, Joe, in the first day or two at training camp, there's going to have to be at least a week or so or two weeks of of some acclimation, I think. Drew, I was only going to ask you this. With with that said of of, uh, you think and and with the NFL hopes by the end of next month, most teams, if not all of them, are back to training camps. Uh, Have you had a lot of players, because you represent a lot of players, have you had any or or, or a lot of the players that are, are worried for safety, worried for the concern for themselves by going back to camp that might not want to necessarily go straight back? Has any of that come up in conversations you've had with any of the players you represent? Yes, there are a lot of players who are very concerned, you know, not just for themselves, but for their family members and uh, people that they're around that are vulnerable. But uh, they understand that many of them understand that that life will go on and that uh, they've got to try and find a way to be able to work and and do what they do for a living, but but hopefully do it in a way that's safe and can protect everybody. Try and minimize the ability to uh, to catch the coronavirus and and try to play this try to play this season. I, I think everyone in the NFL realizes that player safety and everybody's safety, coaches, administration, and families, fans, that comes first. Certainly, people want to play and want to uh, you know make a living and advance their their careers. So there's a hope that that can be done safely. I think the biggest challenge is going to be physically practicing against each other and playing. I've heard some discussion. This isn't final, that they're tinkering with uh, the helmet face mask to involve uh, something similar to an N95 uh, filter. I mean, that's going to be very challenging from from a heat standpoint, but this is going to be a novel novel time and and going to have to be aggressive to find ways to keep guys healthy. And uh, I think the number one key, guys, is going to be testing. Frequently testing. If you, if you test often, you can identify, if you can find out which players have already had it, 
and aren't uh, vulnerable anymore, and you can uh, you don't have to worry about them, so to speak. Testing is going to be pivotal, and, and being able to have enough tests and do it frequently is going to be the key to success, in my opinion. Drew, uh, I know you talked to D. Smith. I heard him say he was going to talk to all the top the top agents about these issues. Uh, less preseason games. Do you expect less this year because of what's happening? The preseason games have not been resolved yet. Uh, that is still being discussed. That that is kind of. Uh, a hot topic. There's discussion that the first game or two potentially should be canceled to give players and teams more time to get acclimated. But that has not been decided as of yet. That's a big financial hit to everybody involved, owners and players, if they make that determination. So that's not a decision that will be made lightly. And there's still some discussion about, uh, you know, how to handle the report to training camp. There, there are some in the NFL that would like to get everybody in a week or two earlier than the scheduled dates at the end of July to kind of start this process of acclimation and easing back into it. And that's still being discussed between the NFL and the NFLPA, according to my, my information. Keep thinking about this. You know how it, it travels with your with somebody. Can you imagine the quarterback room, the three guys sitting together, one guy somehow gets in all three quarterbacks. What the hell do you do on Sunday if that was to happen? and all three quarterbacks come up with it between Monday and like a Wednesday of a of a week of a game. Would they keep a, a side quarterback? If, if those things that would be discussed as well to protect their product? It's a great question, Joe. And I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that happen that, that are unanticipated and hard to prepare for. Every team keeps an emergency quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, somebody that, that is, you know, they can play the wildcat offense. I think that's what a team would do, you know, naturally. And like I said, Joe, I think everyone is hoping that if you test guys on a, on a pretty regular basis, it's not going to catch you by surprise. If one player comes down with it, you catch it, you know, if you do it enough, where it won't spread and and that's the hope listen this is a very scary time for everyone including professional football players and professional athletes it's incredible to think that in about uh in about six weeks everyone's gonna you know be going back to work but you know the nfl's had plenty of time to prepare and the facilities are open now and it's got to make sure they're doing a great job with sanitation and cleaning the facilities and hey joe you know i I mean i i am i'm out doing my job as well and it's scary i i'm i'm traveling as we speak Uh, i just landed in atlanta i've probably been on about 30 flights over the past month and another 20 meetings and around you know hundreds of people it's it's not easy, but I wear a mask and I, I sanitize, I social distance, and but I've got to work too. You know, I'm, I, we, we all have a degree of risk and, and I think the NFL players and coaches and administrators get that and are going to do their best to fight through their concerns and, and try and make this work. We can't just, you know, live and uh, we can't just shut everything down. This society, this economy has got to keep moving and can't just run from this and, and just give up. It's, it's critical that we try and find a way to make this work and, and put our best foot forward and God willing, it'll it'll work. I, I mean, my hope is that we'll be able to have fans at, at the games uh, appropriately uh, distanced or, uh, you know, wearing masks and gloves and people that are that are checked at, at the gate for their temperature. And 
I'm hoping that we can have some degree of fans involved. But all, all of this is up in the air right now and right. depends on the states and, and the individual uh, restrictions that exist. Yeah, Joe, I don't know if you've seen it in the last month or two, but uh, Drew has been on the either cover or he's been the picture of about three different stories of somebody traveling when he has a little super mascot. I hear him laughing in the background because he's even had to retweet a couple of them. I don't even think he realized he was in a picture of, but Drew on planes has been the, uh, with his mask on sitting by himself, has been kind of the cover or the the picture for about five different stories of people still traveling during the pandemic. Drew, I, I wanted to ask you this because I, you know, I saw it on Pro Football Talk. Colin Kaepernick kind of saga going on in the NFL I know that you were quoted in saying that you think he should get signed uh with that said do you think that Colin Kaepernick will play a down in the NFL this upcoming season or maybe the season after yes I do you know he's not one of my clients but I'll tell you that I'd be very surprised if he's not signed by an NFL team the factors that that led to him not playing the last several years which is really the NFL shunning him because of his outspoken uh, position on police brutality and discrimination and racial oppression. And those are now topics that the NFL is embracing, that they acknowledge need to be addressed, that have to be improved. There's no reason for this man not to be playing in the NFL. He's, he's certain, you can't tell me he can't help the Jacksonville Jaguars or the New England Patriots or the Cincinnati Bengals and provide really any team with a talented quarterback. There's such a shortage. And Joe just mentioned that that could be a huge issue this year, having enough quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind that, that Kaepernick has been a visionary. The things that he said years ago and it stood up for have really come into play right now. The Black Lives Matter movement has been critical in this country, and he's been a a huge uh, supporter uh, of that and very great leader, I would say. And the NFL needs to embrace that and embrace him. And instead of looking at his situation and what he stands for negatively as they have in the past, they should look at him as a great positive and someone that has done a lot to help people and bring these important issues to the forefront. They should embrace him, give him a job, and let him compete. If he's not good enough anymore, that's one thing. But the man deserves an opportunity. And I believe one of these 32 teams is going to step up and give him a chance. Drew, what do you think of uh, overall the job? I know you're close to him. Probably wrong guy to ask. Do you like what Roger Goodell's done or not? You're right. I I, I am close to him, Joe, and I, I do respect him. And I think there's always room for improvement. But I think the NFL is heading in the right direction. I thought, you know, the statement that Roger Goodell made about 10 days ago was very powerful, very descriptive, and very important. You know, the NFL is recognizing that obviously there aren't enough black coaches or general managers that blacks in in this country have not been treated fairly. They've been the victim of terrible discrimination, the victims of, of horrible police brutality. There have there's not been equality or justice for blacks in this country and the NFL is made up of about 70% black players and what the contributions that, that blacks have made to the NFL is unlimited and cannot be made enough of and the NFL must lead right now in helping this world change for the better and I thought Goodell and the NFL statements and Troy Vincent who's the senior vice president have really been leaders in this capacity the NFL uh, made a commitment of $250 million over the next decade to help these causes. So I definitely believe the NFL is heading in the right direction. And I think if the NFL signs Kaepernick, that would be a great step 
to put those words and commitments into real action. And uh, so I think things are definitely heading in the right direction. I, I participated in a, uh, in a march in a peaceful protest for Black Lives Matter on Saturday. And, and I just being around all the people that uh, are, are, are fighting for change and taking steps. It's tremendous to see the NFL and the NFLPA rally around these causes and try and make the world a better place yeah. right now. Yeah, it's affect. Listen, it's affected a lot of athletes. Uh, I think ways and uh, we we did not understand until the last couple of weeks for sure. Drew, thank you, man. Really appreciate you uh, coming on with us, spending some time, especially on the road, my man. Thank you. It's always a pleasure, guys. You take care, and I look forward to talking to you down the road. Drew Rosenhaus, he could be my agent. Dan Lebitard can always be in my ears. Daniel Berger said he dreamed of moments like this. You dreamed of winning a tournament that no fans attended during a global pandemic. Congratulations, Berger, but weird dreams. I know all about that. Those are weekend observations, so it means it's Monday. And you know what Mondays mean. Miami Mondays around here. Next, going to play you music from a local Miami artist. And those weekend observations, five minutes away here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and it's a Miami Monday, so I've got for you, straight out of Broward County, PZ and Lala, pull up. PZ and Lala go way back. They met on MySpace. Remember MySpace? They've been doing it great ever since. PZ from Pompano Beach. Ooh, I love that dandy donuts out there. And Lala from Hollywood, making it all good. Hashtag Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Let me know what makes you so Miami. And if I like it, I might just read it out on the air. I know I'm liking that. PZ and Lala, pull up. Oh, yeah. That's some Miami for you right there. Dan Levitard, he's as Miami as croquetas and pastelitos. His weekend observations with Stugatz. It's not Monday without it. So let's get into it. It is time for Stugatz to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boy Stu. Dan, a playoff at the Colonial between two household names like Daniel Berger and Colin Morikawa. And just like that, golf (laughs) is back. Laker players saying there is no divide. And still time to figure this all out are things, if you listen closely, you'll hear your windows say as you slowly close it. What happened? Sunday afternoon, third headline, profootballtalk.com. Max Crosby looking forward to great competition in the AFC West. <laughs> Hashtag COVID-19. Um, Quick question. Who the hell is Max Crosby? You know? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> These are called weekend observation. So I try and share with you what other people are saying. Because what I am about to say is what I observed 
other people saying over the weekend. Here's what they were saying. Greg Popovich, I agree with your opinions on Roger Goodell and will take you and them seriously once you give me your honest opinion on how your own commissioner handled the China situation. So store that away in the that's what the people are saying file. And Greg Popovich, you are welcome. Pop. Cluing him in. You know what I'm saying? By the way, that Crosby guy spells Max with two X's. Really? Dan, instead of curiosity, you trust a guy who spells Max? M-A-X-X? Uh, more than one who spelled it with three X's. Good answer. Daniel Berger said he dreamed of moments like this. You dreamed of winning a tournament that no fans attended during a global pandemic. Congratulations, Berger, but weird dreams. The things LeBron James must be saying about Kyrie Irving in private. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. Can the, flies hear well enough to actually... It's a great question. I've thought about it often. <laughs> put it on the Paul Guillermo at Lebetard show. Do flies hear well? Because it would really put some It would put some doubt into whether or not that being a fly on a wall during a conversation would be a good thing. That's a great point. The rare Daniel Victory Burger with a side of extra holes on a leaderboard that had a combined resume of four masters... Three U.S. Opens, one Open Championship, and one PGA Championship. It was a man who has never won a major, earned his third career victory, and first in three years. You know what that's called, Dan? No. It's called golf. Just so you know. Dwight Howard, removed from LeBron's Christmas list. Collision course. Kyrie Irving, forcing LeBron to choose between winning a title and social injustice. How do you play? Did Kyrie Irving go from asking who would provide the vodka to many wondering if he drank it all? Minus 800 on LeBron, muting his mic during the Zoom after Kyrie chimed in. All of this feels like a good time to remind you the NBA will not be testing for weed during its return. At this point, I'm pretty certain LeBron would show up to that bubble by himself. Chris Cody is out here saying that he'd rather be an invisible human on the wall than a fly on the wall. Thanks for nothing, Chris Cody. (laughs) Of course you would. He'd rather have his own hearing, but you wouldn't be afraid. He wouldn't be on a wall, though. He'd just be in the room. Wouldn't you be afraid of making a noise if you were an invisible human? (laughs) Why not? It does seem inefficient to get sort of the translation in fly from the fly on the wall when you could just be an invisible human. (laughs) No need to be stuck on a wall. No. If you're an invisible human, you can just sit right there in the middle of the table because you're an invisible human. You can have a snack. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You haunt the hell out of that place eating snacks. But then the snack moves. It's not invisible. That's then someone correct. might be onto it. Oh, a flaw in this two guys' yes. plan. My wife still doesn't believe the person she saw on TV last night was Sammy Sosa. Sunday afternoon, third headline. CBSSports.com, former Jets quarterback, Christian Hackenberg, ready to try a new sport. I was waiting for an update on what was going on with Hackenberg. Third headline, 
mean, hashtag COVID-19. Need to be higher. <laughs> Play for, it was golf going on. Play for free. Make us hundreds of millions. Sign a waiver. Releasing us of any liability. While doing all that, you could track the virus during a world pandemic. Ohio State sports, do me a favor. Go to hell. And speaking of hell, or Bryles, Dan, those are the weekend observations. Speaking of the weekend, one of the biggest things that happened over the past couple of days. We were Michael Jordan's high school girlfriend and didn't even know it. We had a damn champion on. no idea. Daniel Berger, <laughs> the COVID hero. Hawk and Crowder got you in just five minutes plus. It is a Miami Monday. Hashtag Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Let me know what makes you so Miami. And if I like it, I may read it out on the air. And a Miami artist. More Miami music next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. That's the sweet sounds of Broward County's own. Yeah, giving some shine to Broward County, Peasy and Lala with Lit. Sounds like my weekends. Of course, it is a Miami Monday. Hashtag Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Let me know what makes you so Miami. And if I like it, I might read it out on the air. This is making me feel a little more Miami and making me a little more happy about a Monday peasy. La la. Lit. Always lit with the Hawkin' Crowder Show. Earlier today, we celebrated Big Daddy's return. That's right, Crowder. He and his wife had a baby, but he's back, at least for a little while. Got some headlines, but first, Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger, professional golfer, local guy. Daniel Berger. Daniel Daniel Berger. Berger. How's the course playing uh, today, as a matter of fact? Going for the self one. Birdie at 18. Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger. All right, hold on a second. Hold on a second. First of all, I want to replay that right at 2 o'clock. I don't want to waste that brilliance on Amber and Zaslow's ratings. I want to, I want that already a bad decision by you, Solana. That is brilliant. No one had more of a backstory during the Charles Schwab tournament this weekend, including Daniel Berger, the winner himself, than me. I had the most important backstory in the golf tournament this weekend, and it is my famous, our famous interview. I'd like to go back and listen to that entire interview. My guess is you didn't do much better. Who, me? Oh, you know, I could BS. 
You know what? I'll tell you. We're we're both good BSers, but I'll say the situation was not helpful because he just walked up all of a sudden. Yeah, we had no idea who he was. All right, so I'll I'll bring everybody up to speed on that in a second. As you hear his voice, Big Daddy is back, and he had his first weekend at home with the new baby, uh, Chaz Crowder, out of the hospital along with Asia, his wife. They're home at the Crowder compound. So, all right, tell us, Big Daddy, how was it? <laughs> It was pretty cool. It's awesome. I, I came on, what was it, Friday and told the birth story. But yeah, they released us from the hospital. Being at home's cool. The uh, I woke up about an hour ago because I have the night shift. So I will let y'all know when I come on Mondays and Fridays for the next couple weeks, if I have the verbal miscues, the, the radio interceptions <laughs> as we call them, I am telling you now, I am Nathan Peterman. I am not Tom Brady right now. <laughs> I'm going to throw some interceptions today. You are exhausted the way that a new father is always exhausted. Although this is your third one so i've only had one son so i know it was a i hated it i thought the beginning of it was miserable people are always like oh wait till you bring the baby home i i i, I was miserable on the third one i'm guessing you kind of are into a groove yes no the group like me and my wife figured out like we, we split the nights and we go back and forth we have a system down which is pretty cool but the addition of okay my wife wakes up at six. She comes and gets me. She takes the baby. I go into bed and sleep. She's been sleeping since mid, you know, what, 10, 11. So she had eight hours. So she's rested now. But then when I do go to sleep about 11 o'clock, my son runs in my room and tells me there's a big peacock bass in the lake. Do I want to come see? And then my daughter comes and says, help her with her laugh out loud dolls because she got new clothes from her grandma. So the, the older kids are, they don't respect sleep as much as I do or as much as, you know, grown people right. do. And, so and then that's the and, dynamic. That's and you different. don't want to do the thing of oh no i've got this new baby now so i have to ignore you so now you got to go out and look at the fish or whatever it is because yes. you want to make sure that they understand that uh they're not being replaced yeah and my son he's he has he's an old soul so like he's taking on you know, he, he fed chaz this morning he asked me all the time can he feed him can he get the bottle and all that like my daughter she's jumping in our lap she like she's feeling the <laughs> pressure of having the baby so now she's resorting a little bit back <laughs> to baby step phase. up her game yes yeah, i'm like ava what are you talking about what is a boo boo let's officially play the daniel burger montage so that we can do it during our show daniel burger won the charles schwab this weekend why is that a big deal well he joined us once on the show we didn't know who he was we weren't expect we just happened to be out and what was it the doral um we were at a yeah. tr at, uh, trump national we were just doing the show for the tournament didn't know a golfer was going to stop by assumed that if a golfer was going to stop by you know it was going to be chichi rodriguez or uh <laughs> And do you remember he was standing there for like five minutes and we didn't acknowledge him because we, right, we didn't know who he was. And then they were like, bleep it. Just have him sit down, and put headphones on him. And so I wasn't prepared to interview Daniel Berger. I didn't know who Daniel Berger was. It wasn't my finest moment, although I still maintain how's the course playing is not an improper question. He won the tournament yesterday. And so this is what I am greeted with today. Daniel Berger, professional golfer, local guy. Daniel Berger. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Berger. Sound worse. How's the course playing uh, today, as a matter of fact? <laughs> going for the self one. Oh, oh. Birdie at 18. Oh, oh, oh. Daniel Berger. 
Daniel Berger. Nothing there at all. <laughs> we had greatness. We had greatness in front of us and didn't even know it. There's nothing there at all, Solana. Yet it's your finest piece of work ever. <laughs> wow, that was great. I can't tell you how many tweets and texts I got when Daniel Berger won that damn tournament. <laughs> we were Michael Jordan's high school girlfriend and didn't even know it. We had a damn we champion. We had on. no idea. Daniel Berger. <laughs> the COVID hero. I don't, I, I'm sure he doesn't want to go with that nickname. Oh, my God. That thing is funny, man. All right. So Crowder's back. We got a lot of stuff to get to uh, today. And then uh, Crowder and I are both going to be off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week, and then back on Friday. So you get, uh, But you'll get uh, Dono and Solana on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And, by the way, just want you to know, uh, when we take some vacation this summer, there's going to be a lot of Into the Archives. There's going to be a lot of best of Hockman and Crowder moments, so you will not miss our voices on this radio show at all. All right, we'll do headlines here with Alejandro Solana. We know D. Berger, big win at Colonial. <laughs> In a playoff. The funny thing is, no one's had worse golf moments on this show than Solana. And somehow I'm the one that's saddled with like the most monumental bad golf moment. I don't understand how this happened. Because Beyond and D. Rodriguez <laughs> didn't win the damn championship. Damn it. Come on, Beyond. Go. It's, uh, Ridiculous. It's Burger's third PGA Tour win. This guy coming out of nowhere. Stealing the spotlight. It's amazing. How was the course playing yesterday? Anybody know? As a matter of fact. (laughs) Oh, God. UM, uh, they're allowing many of their football players to return to campus today for voluntary activities. The first phase of UM's plan begins with about uh, 65 football players currently that are living in South Florida rejoining campus, and they'll have a second phase It'll include the rest of the football team as well uh, as well as the soccer team, the volleyball team, and uh, men's and women's basketball as well. Did y'all see, speaking of this with college sports, did y'all see what happened to the University of Houston? Yeah, where everybody has COVID. Well, six. Six, yeah. six student-athletes tested positive, and they suspended all sports. Right. Like, you know, we were talking about, like, wh- there's going to be a threshold on this return. Like, I hope, like, I'm praying that's just one Houston thing, you know, because that would be terrible for sports because we're anticipating to watch football this fall. But if six people get it in an entire athletic department and close down everything, this is that's starting to scare me a little bit. Well, I'll tell you, there is definitely, I was watching, I mean, we know in South Florida, if you read the news, uh, there's a spike in cases. Dr. Chuck Metzger is going to join us today. He joins us every Monday, and uh, he's going to be on with us at 3.15 today, by the way, not 4 o'clock, 3.15, Dr. Chuck Metzger. But I saw that the spike of cases is kind of all of the South and heading West, Texas included, and uh, be interested to see what happens because, and we got to get into this um and Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports is going to join us to talk about the NBA because NBA has a couple things going on here you've got some players because of all the social issues that are going on right now Kyrie Irving Dwight Howard they're saying that they don't want to play that it would make more sense to not take away from this moment and then you've got the increase in cases in the state of Florida including Orlando which is where the NBA is going to house the players there's some interesting stuff going on uh in the world of the NBA and sports and uh we are still what is today june 15th i mean we are still so far away from that july 31st start date on the nba i i just don't know what's gonna happen i know they have to adjust because i was listening this weekend 
to you know watching sports the bubble the disney bubble they're talking about it's only a bubble for the players the workers of disney the food the entertainment everybody's right. going home only the players have to stay on campus and i can see how the players be like damn it's 200 300 people that are around me every day that are going out into the society and i'm not allowed to see my family you can go to hell i understand that side well well they are allowed to have family members in the bubble with them though i think the problem is like yes you can't commit to having some Someone be in the bubble what if they leave the bubble whatever the bubble and the bubble might be a, a 15 mile wide radius i don't know what the bubble is but the problem is if the cases are spiking the problem to me if the cases are spiking in the area where you're going to bring in you know 300 of the most valuable athletes like you're asking for trouble and and i think at some point the nba might just say this just isn't worth it like we just got to scrub the season. I don't know. We're a long ways off. A long ways off. And by the way, so, uh, a bunch of people are pointing out via text, uh, not just University of Houston players, but uh, Ezekiel Elliott. He tested positive for coronavirus. Um, so there's, oh, there's, yeah. you know. I've seen, and, and, I've seen the way he eats cereal. Huh? He's nasty. <laughs> well, you remember Zeke had that party? Didn't he and Dak Prescott have a party, a house party, yes. and then they denied they had a house party? Yeah, late March they did, yes. All right, well. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Not Dak and Zeke in Dallas, I would have a house party too. My house party would have no end date. And no <laughs> other men. Just, just be, that's exactly right. <laughs> my house party has no men besides me and my friend Dak, and there's no end date. Always a party with the Hawk and Crowder show weekdays from 3 to 6 here on 560 The Joe. You can download the podcast for that show, this show, any of the shows on the radio station by going to our website, wqam.com. Go to the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free. Go ahead. Download. Really appreciate that. A year ago today, my heart broke a little bit. The Pelicans traded Anthony Davis for Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and some draft picks. Here's Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr on how Anthony Davis could have maybe handled the situation a little differently. It probably could have been handled in a much quieter fashion, and it would have been, I think, much healthier for the league had Davis just played out this season and then gone to gone to the franchise, you know, this summer to kind of uh, see where everybody stood. But again, these are these are all individual cases, and there's there's a lot of movement in the league, a lot of different things that have happened for many years, many decades. But uh, this one was a little different, and uh, this is the one that I think that the league would like to see go away. Not the classiest move in the world. I'll tell you what I think about it in just a minute. But whenever you mention a ball. You gotta hear from LeVar Ball. Although lately, he's kind of had a gag order in. Lakers is all crashing down. Like I said before, they had to change the coach. They ended up changing the coach. Even if Lonzo would have stayed there, he's not going to have a great feeling on the fact that they didn't believe in him the first time. So now, don't come at him now talking about, oh, we're trying to win. We believe in you now. You can't really believe that. Lonzo has never been a piece of the puzzle that you put, that you add. He's always been that piece. He's always been a leader. So he don't need people to mentor him and do this and all this. You need to let him do what he does, which is win. He mm. know how to make every player good around him. LeVar Ball saying the Lakers are crashing down, and then they've gone on to have the best record in the West, and a lot of people predicting them to win the NBA championship this season whenever the season restarts on July 31st. He is right, though. His son, Balls, Lonzo Balls for the Pelicans. And I'm not even mad at Anthony Davis anymore. He did what he wanted to do. Brandon Ingram. 
Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, the draft picks, we're all good. We're all good here. Another Miami Monday for the best of the Joe show. Going to be back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, to hang with you right here on 560 The Joe. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.